Hello and welcome to the Be Better podcast where we believe every area of your life has a little more potential you can tap into and that it is completely possible and available for you to get a little bit better in every area of your life. I am your host, Clarissa Parody, and I have trained and worked in the world of business strategy, leadership, and performance. And I am the person who believes and creates success where there appears to be ceilings. And if you are the type of person who wants to get a little better, whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, your love life, you are in the right place. It is a great day to change your life. Let's go. Hi, hello, welcome back. This is the Be Better Podcast, and today we have another guest. This is Chelsea Schellenberg, and I am so excited that you are on here. You know when you meet someone and their very essence energizes you and brings out a better version of you? That is Chelsea Schellenberg. I've had the privilege of knowing her in many different environments, and let me tell you, I like you in all of them. So I'm just going to give you a quick intro. (laughs) It's so fun. It's fun when you are around people that have you generate more, right? There's so many times we can get stagnant and stuck in our energy and, uh, and our patterns and our ways of thinking and being. And Chelsea is just one of those people that is a firecracker of energy and is vibrant and lights up a room. And if you ever, I mean, she's not presently teaching spin, but if you want the best spin instructor, Chelsea, please teach again. I really missed your classes. Okay. Let me tell you about Chelsea. She believes that you can have anything in this lifetime, but that it takes clarity, action, belief, and embodiment to get there. She has been a free spirit and has never wanted the normal things. Truer than true. That cannot be any truer than true. Her whole life, she's been driven to create a deep and positive impact in this beautiful and messy world. She spent the last seven years in the fitness industry, including a career as a soul cycle instructor, and something was still missing. She hadn't found her true purpose yet. She realized she wanted to support people well beyond their physical fitness goals, and it was then she experienced her first burnout. She was constantly looking outside of herself for answers and didn't trust the path she was on. Does anybody else have that in their life? Like, why am I even here? And was more confused than she'd ever been in her life. Oh my God, I feel like I'm reading my own bio. But she began to understand that whenever she paid attention to her own intuition and body, things would happen without a lot of effort. And she really started to trust her body and unlock her own intuition. For the past 10 years, she's dedicated herself to the study and exploration of how to support others in this journey, focusing on energetics, connection, intuition, personal training, nutrition, and deep self-discovery. It's led her here, where she now works as a wellness coach and a certified personal trainer. Welcome to the View Better Podcast, Chelsea. Thank you so much for joining me. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. And I feel like that's like that's been the saying for so many people right now. And I think that it's, it's said in more of a, like, I don't know, like a negative light being like, Oh, what a time to be alive, like sarcastic. But I really do think that, um, I think that it is like an amazing time to be alive because like everything's getting stirred up, everything's getting shaken up. We're like experiencing all this division and it's really pushing us to be like better. So what a better name for a podcast other than the Be Better podcast. (laughs) So I'm so excited to be here and thank you for that beautiful intro. Um, And we have known each other in many different 
ways and areas and I'm like blessed to call you a friend almost like a sister um so yeah I'm very excited to be here today I'm so thrilled so one thing that I know to be true about Miss Chelsea Schellenberg is that there you one of the things I know about you is that you're brave that is how I see you is that you are bold and you are brave and it may not even, maybe you don't feel bold or brave. I don't know if you do or not, but what I know and witness in Chelsea is that she takes and makes decisions that would probably leave me shaking in my boots. You literally, I've watched you uproot your life. I can remember the day you, I can remember the day you flew out to audition for soul cycle. And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, this is, I'm taking a red eye. I'm flying back. I'm there for less than 24 hours. And I was, this girl can do anything. She can do anything. She made it work. She flew out there. She got the job. It was, what was it? Was it the, one of the first soul cycles in Canada or, uh, or something? Like, no, not quite, but yeah. Not many Canadians, not many Canadians are, are chosen because there's not very many studios. Right, 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 right. So it was, SoulCycle was still kind of making its mark in Canada and Chelsea went there and auditioned. She flew away from our city. What was it? Would you fly to Toronto or something? New York? I don't know where you went. I went to San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. Even warmer, better, more fun, but less than 24 hours there. And she made the cut. And she made the cut and it was incredible. So I just want to acknowledge your boldness and your braveness. And you have pivoted more than once in your life. And it takes something to be that person that's willing to pivot and willing to jump. And that is one of the things I admire most about you. It's truly one of the things I admire most about you. Amazing. So I want to hear like, you're so welcome. I want to hear what got you there. Like that one of the things Chelsea and I were talking about before this, before we started recording was, you know, we've actually, we met each other and then our friendship just started at that moment and just got to grow forward. But one of the things I didn't ever do is sit down and be like, Chelsea, what's your story? I can remember when I found out she had siblings. I said, what? Well, cause we never had to talk about it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm a terrible friend. I'm a bad friend. <laughs> and, and it was just, I was like, what a great opportunity for me to actually learn about you and what a, a beautiful way for you to also share your story. So tell me about Chelsea and how she got from where she was to where she is now. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, growing up, I, I'm the middle child. So middle child syndrome does exist in my family. And when I was growing up, I was like, this is awful. My brother and sister go and do everything without me. And I'm stuck with my parents. But now I see it as such a blessing because I really do feel like I'm close with my sister and I'm close with my brother. And then I also have a really unique um, relationship with my parents. So middle syndrome, middle child syndrome exists and I'm like using it to my full advantage. Uh, but no, I, so I grew up as a middle child and I always felt different. Um, I was a dancer and that was like a big portion of my life, but I never in all that I've done, I've never fully committed myself to one thing. It's like, I've always done all the things. Like I played all the sports and I danced competitively. Um, I did all the different kinds of dance, except for I did thrive in ballet, but I wanted to do it all. Um, and so I guess you could say that made me like a really well-rounded athlete person that knew how to use their body in many different ways, like hand-eye coordination, got it, foot eye, like never played soccer. So that's never been like my thing, but I've always had this love for physical movement for like anything body related. Um, 
And so that was like a big chunk of my childhood. And then moving into high school, I developed an eating disorder, which many dancers do. It's like you're in the mirror, staring at your body, trying to look a certain way, trying to recreate something that someone else is showing you in your own body. So it's like this constant manipulation of how I should be moving, how I should look, how I should be holding my face, how I should be having my hair, what kind of makeup I wear. And I've never been one to wear a ton of makeup anyways. And so when it came to performances, I always felt like too much makeup, too much makeup. And so a lot of what I do now, it does really stem from those like adolescent years of being a dancer, um, constant, conversation around body and not that it was a negative environment for me to be in but I think it's just like a natural thing for a lot of dancers to um experience is like the comparison is wanting to look a certain way is not being happy with your body is not being good enough is like all these things is like wanting to try fit in and not stand out too much and so that's kind of where it all began um and so dancer athlete all the things and after high school I graduated and I was like well what do I do now so I went through this like identity crisis and I didn't really know what I was going to be doing and so I started running and then I turned to yoga and it was like this space of discovering who I was without a title because I was always known as a dancer mm. And that's all, that's the thing that I've always really identified myself with. Like the only thing that I've identified myself with. And now I don't identify with that at all. And so even in all the jobs that I've had, it's like, I work here or, or I do this. I don't ever say I am this. Mm, interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm realizing that now. So anyways, my love of movement, my love of the human body and like all that I experienced, it led me to um, a career teaching spin. And I always knew that I wanted more for myself. And as soon as I achieved certain results in like areas that I wanted, like say filling a class, getting like building wait lists to my classes, building community. Um, as soon as I built that, I was like, okay, I want more. So I began coaching and training instructors that were like coming up the line and host conditions and all these things. And I was like, no, I still want more. And so I went and like Clarissa had mentioned, I went, I took this like big, crazy risk. And I like booked a flight after I applied to audition, they invited me to the audition. And I remember um, a very pivotal moment in my life was as soon as I got the email from my, from soul cycle to come on audition in San Francisco, I called my parents and my dad was like, I don't think you should go. And I was like, so mad, but I was also heartbroken. I was like, my dad doesn't think that I can do this. And he was like, what if it doesn't work out? And I was like, yeah, but what if it does work out? Hello? Like not many people get this opportunity. And so, yeah, I took this red eye. I flew out super early in the morning, got there, auditioned the next morning, then flew immediately back to Edmonton and I taught a class at like 7 a.m. the next morning or like that morning I think I got in at like 3 a.m. and I taught a class at 7 like something wild no one knew I kept this really on the down low and then I got invited to um yeah to have a second interview Th thought I bombed it 
had a third interview and then I got the call and they invited me to New York for eight weeks of training in New York City. And that's where um, my life as a professional fitness instructor began and they relocated me to Toronto. Um, and yeah. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Oh, that's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull some gold for you. Cause I like, I could listen because this is fat. I'm learning, right. I'm like in this moment, I'm like, Whoa, this is rad. Yeah. So what I love, what I love, I want to circle back to something you said earlier, you know, you identified, you created identity around being a dancer. And when that disappeared, there was a, there was like a loss of sense of self. And for so many of us, I was like, I was a student. I'm a student. I'm a university student. I'm a psych student. I'm a master student. I'm a leadership student. Like I would really enmesh myself with the things I was doing and created as part of my identity. And much like what Chelsea went through, you kind of all of a sudden that portion or that time thing it's cause it's time bound was it stopped. And then I was like, well, then what am I, who am I, who am I going to be? I was having a conversation recently. Like I made the joke. I'm like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And, but my, my listening, and I think yours is different now for listening, for being this, it's not like what job do I want to have? It's literally who do I want to be? And so it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you shifted from labeling yourself as a, as the thing that you, what do I do to who do I be? Who am I being? And so that's fascinating. If you were to describe who you are or are intending on being in the world, what is that person? What is that version of Tulsi like? Yeah, that's actually, it's a good question because I think that to have a concrete answer isn't fair to who Mm. I really am. Love that. I do believe that like you are constantly evolving with every single conversation that you have and, and every, yeah, every conversation, any interaction you have, it really does form you to be a different version of you. And I don't want to say like this in a morbid way, but every moment an old part of you dies and something new is like reborn in you. And so to say, to say, I want to be something specific, I don't think that's fair, but who I want to be in this world is like a light and like love and the image of possibility Mm. or maybe not even the image of, of possibility, but an example of possibility, the embodiment. Yeah, I guess the empowerment and that, like, I'm not going to lie, like right now, I, or more recently, I do feel like I've been going through this dark night of the soul, like really searching and, and even hearing the bio of like being, being back in Toronto. And when I got so just like, yeah, circling back a bit, when I got to Toronto and I walked into the soul cycle studio I thought my life was going to change I thought I was going to feel like this is it like this is what I've been waiting for like I'm on this like stage on this podium and I feel so different but it was like no you're still teaching indoor cycling you're only in a different studio and you're teaching to a different group of people but what you're doing is still the same and so it was like this oh my gosh now what because like the moment, the first day, the first class I taught, I was like, I thought this would be so different. Like, did I make the wrong decision? And so I ended up teaching for nine months in Toronto. And I mean, many 
very serendipitous, like incredible, beautiful things manifested, like free places to stay, free places to stay in New York City, free place to live in Toronto, like two very expensive cities. So I was clearly meant to be there um, to learn and experience all that I learned and experienced and somehow take that and extract that into something new, something different along the road. Um, but in that moment, I was like, okay, so if it's not indoor cycling, what is it? So I held on for it. I held on to it for like nine months and I was constantly getting sick. I was constantly burnt out. I was like, I didn't feel like I was doing enough when I was only teaching like 18 classes. There were like some weeks when I taught, I think there, the max was like 22 classes from a Monday to a Monday, but our week started from a Tuesday to a Tuesday. But if I counted, <sighs> and it, was, it wasn't like every single week, but there were weeks when that's how many classes, like teaching three classes in a day. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and for, for people who have never been to a spin class, the instructor is on the bike with you doing the thing. True. And I will say, I will say like soul cycle, you do have the freedom to get off the bike. And I think that it's really powerful because you get to mm. more so coach right. rather than like show and like motivate. And so that's something that I really did appreciate. Um, but yeah, it was a lot. My body, I was so burnt out. I got like sinus infections almost every month. I'm like, I'm not a person who gets sick. Like I right. have a really good immune system. I take care of my body, but no, not in that, not in that time. How could you? So anyways, um, I finally let go and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And in that moment, it was like dark night of the soul. Mm. Round one, phase one. <laughs> level one let us go deeper oh, <laughs> you think this is yeah. bad there's more depth here <laughs> yeah, and I thought that, that was like gonna be it but no I came back to Edmonton and I honestly I'll be really honest I worked at an ice cream shop with one of my best friends I worked in an ice cream shop for a summer so I went from soul cycle instructor like professional fitness career to an ice cream scooper and I actually didn't really find it to be a big hit to the ego. I was like, no, this is what I'm meant to do right now. It's cool. Like I just spun my bum off for how many months I'm going to just take some time. And so I ate a lot of ice cream. I, yeah, had this time and still I was going through this like dark night of the soul underneath it all, trying to figure it out. What's next? So I went and I took my yoga teacher training, which rocked my world in the best way possible you're familiar with Ali Maz and Ashley Broder, they're incredible um, yoga teachers and like true life teachers of mine. And so I went to Panama in the middle of the jungle and I met some of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my life. And they helped me to like remember who I was and what it what really was that I wanted to do and remind me of my gifts. And so I came home and still didn't really know what I was going to do. And I started to kind of like dabble in the world of coaching and that kind of happened um, because I always knew that I wanted to go deeper with people and like break them open to show them what's possible. And that's been the reoccurring theme is like, what's possible, what's possible, what's possible. And so, yeah, I kind of dabbled and didn't feel like that was quite right. And so went back to some like, past jobs like I worked at Lululemon for seven years off and on in different countries and like, I worked in Sydney Australia with them I worked in Toronto with them because I didn't think that SoulCycle was enough so that's like another thing and then 
yeah, in Edmonton, I worked at many stores in many different positions and I really did grow as a leader. And so I was like, well, that makes sense to go back. And so I went back and I ended up quitting again and I ended up quitting everything. And I was like, you know what, I'm done with this and I, I'm ready ready for like a big risk and I'm ready for a big change. I'm ready to just like dive and jump off a cliff. And so I ended up putting all of my stuff in storage. Um, I moved to my parents' cabin in the middle of Saskatchewan and here I am. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going into this. I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to be um, someone who helps people to realize what they are capable of. And I'm going to help like change people's lives. And where I am right now has like shifted and changed so much in the last few months. Um, I mean, I'm like four months into this. This happened in November and here I am and I've, I've made it work. You know, when you want something as bad as I did, like you make things work and Yes, there are things that you may have to sacrifice, but I'm also learning that you don't need to sacrifice those things. And, and it's like faith, belief, certainty, like I said at the beginning, or like in the intro, it's like when you truly believe that you can have something and you are certain and you have the faith, like the unwavering faith, things will fall into place for you. And so the last little bit has been this weird time of like, okay, taking all that I know, taking all of my experiences and like crafting it into something that fulfills me, but also makes the impact that I want for people. Like that is where I'm, I'm in that work right now. And so I think what I really want people to know is that you don't have to have it all figured out in order to take action. Oh my I didn't God. know, like, I didn't know what, what this is going to lead to. I had an idea. Right. I, and I didn't think that it was going to be as hard or as dark as, as I went, but now knowing what I know now, it's like, I had to experience all of that in order to get me to where I am. And now like these opportunities are, are starting to pop up and like being presented to me. I'm like, what, how, you know, it's like, no, it's because I've always had that vision and I wish I could share more, but it's yeah, okay to it's, keep your hustle quiet. I'm okay. It's, yeah. it's okay. I like the sneak peeks. <laughs> But yeah, that I think one thing that I, what I want to come back to is that, you know, there's been a couple of times you've made decisions. You had like a line in the sand, no effing more moment and you, and you put your stuff in storage and you quit all the jobs and you went and moved places. And the other thing you've done is you've also known who to listen to. And this is one thing that, that is, that evolves over time is I've, I've sometimes lacked discernment and I've let spe- people speak into my life and I'll say, like squash my possibility. Uh, and I like say that's not possible. And you like, it's like, well, you know, there's a lot of things that weren't possible until they were. And so people can take you out and the people that love you the most that want to protect you might say things in an effort to protect you, but also destroy your possibility and stifle your potential. So, I mean, maybe soul cycle wasn't your whole life, but it was absolutely nine months of growth for you. And thank goodness you didn't listen to the people that said not to do it. And thank goodness you didn't take, like you, you, you really have to look 
inward. And I never really got the whole, like, what is true for you thing until recently, until I realized, okay, what is true for me is, and, and you could, and if you're, if you're one of those people that was super, that's super skeptical about that kind of language, go look at the people you've had crushes on or people that you should have liked based on who they were, what they stood for, their values, what they brought to the table. And you didn't like them. You're like, oh, you're such a great human, but I just don't have a crush on you. Well, you should have like, no, who says that? What is true for you is that you aren't attracted. And so whether it is for your business, whether it is for a goal in your life, there's going to be things that on paper might seem right. And you go and you experience them and you learn and you're like, yeah, that's not, that was a for then, not forever. And I, I'm just so grateful that you're the type of person that, that <laughs> you're like, thank you for your feedback. I will not be applying that. <laughs> to my yeah. yeah. And you know what? And it's, and what, even just like reflecting on that, it's the biggest, the biggest leaps that I've taken. I've always faced the most adversity. Mm. Like, I mean, and it just keeps to recur and recur and recur. And it's like, it's almost like spirit, God, creator, source, whatever you want to call it being like, are you sure about this? Like you believe in yourself enough to go for it. Cool. Then I'm going to give this to you. And I'm going to present you with the possibilities and the opportunities that will like follow that. Because I mean, even with like the quitting my job, all the things, my family was not in support of it. Right. right. My mom was like, my mom was one of the hardest people to be around because it was like constant projection, you know, and, and I love my mom and I love my parents and like, they're, they're behind me more so now because they've seen what I've been able to create for myself. And they, and they know that when I make up my mind, there's no turning back. And so, yeah, like when you make those big decisions, it's, there's going to be something there to like show up in your face and be like, are you sure? But it's like, okay, cool. I'm not listening to that. It's like, and I see you, I hear you, but I'm not listening because that's not for my highest good. And something that you said is like, even just going back to like the, I should like them. Hmm. And even if they're not for you, but it's like anything that is for you will always be for you. Right. And even if it's not for you, that's still for you. And so I like, I I've struggled throughout like this time. Like, it's not like it's all been like, Oh, here it's all happening so easily. It's like, no, I've had to work really, really hard. I've had like super difficult days, like questioning everything. Like, did I make the right decision? Did I not? And I think that when you lean on yourself and you trust yourself and you trust in the way things are unfolding, you open up more doors, you open up more room for possibility. But if you sit and you think like, why is this all happening to me? Like, why am I experiencing this? Why are things not working out like how I imagined? And like, I'm right now today in this space of like, it is all happening truly in perfect timing and divine timing. And like, the like Red Sea is going to part for me, you know? But it's like the bravery and the persistence and the willingness to try and shake things up and stir things up and fail, like that's what's going to get you to where you want to be. You know, like hopping on that plane, big risk. Was I willing to take it? Yes. Did it pay off? Absolutely. Me quitting, quitting my jobs, like putting myself in storage, doing all these things. Has it paid off in the way that I thought it would yet? No. 
but it's paid off in so many other ways. Like I have learned to love myself like beyond anything that I could ever experience. Like I've never liked who I am more than I do right now. And, and I don't think that I would, I would be here without giving myself what I thought that I wanted Mm. or that I knew that I wanted to experience. And that's like this deep trust and building this relationship with yourself and like, okay, I'm going to trust you enough, Chelsea, even if you fail, like I'm still going to have you and I'm still going to love you and I'm still going to support you. Right. But it's like, what if I hadn't done that? I would start to like, not like who I was because I wasn't giving myself the chance. And so I think that's like, if that's a message that I'll have for people is like to take a chance on yourself and like to trust yourself enough to know that this is what is for you. Mm, So good. Yeah. Like be brave and cool. If you fail, great. If you win, great. But it's like, why do those things have to be good or bad? Because there is really no such thing as failure. You, if, you're listening to the Be Better podcast. I'm sure you've heard like, there's no such thing as failure. It's all success, right? Because there's always success in the mess. It's like, you learn something that's amazing. And I've learned so much in the last bit about myself, about humanity, about dualities, about like what I want versus what I don't want versus what I thought I wanted versus now what I know I truly do want. And so like, I may not be like the picture of a success story yet, but I know that that is coming. And I, and I can honestly say with confidence that I would not feel that if I hadn't done the things and gone through the things and the days and the nights of like anxiety without, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here, you know, like I wouldn't be in this space of true belief in myself. Honestly, that those, those growth moments, those be bold, be brave, all in, all out moments, they can bring you to your knees. They can rip you apart. And if you can find some way of holding on to it by a string, you can honestly all of a sudden wake up the next morning, almost mostly sewn together and, and ask yourself, what, what even happened yesterday? I was a complete wreck. Or sometimes you're a wreck for a week and, or a year. And it's just like, wow, what's available if I stick it through. And it's not to be foolish and, and, and stay where you aren't getting something from it. And I don't necessarily mean like getting something like learning is a something in my world. And I'm like, man, if we could just, how, how often do we try to avoid the anxiety? How often do we try to avoid the discomfort? How often are we told to be like, make this like space as safe as possible? I'm like, yeah, but when I was, when I've been my safest, I've grown my least. It's when I've been challenged. It's when I've been pushed. It's when I've had to be uncomfortable where I'm like a new level of me comes out, a new version of my identity comes out. And I still grieve the loss of whoever it was before that I was, I was talking, I, I think I told you earlier this week, I for sure told my sisters, I was like, I recognize there's a part of me. I had to let go. I used to feel responsible for being a certain way to make everyone feel a certain way. So I felt like I had to be the person who loved every single person at this, at the expense of other things that were wildly important. So I would skip a workout. I would do everything just to make someone else happy. But also there's a cost to that. If the, if the Clarissa that's showing up is like a half-assed Clarissa and isn't, isn't a healthy Clarissa. So like 
Chelsea went through it with the sinus infections and, and the getting sick and the stress and the burnout. And so when you are no longer pour, if you, if you cannot pour into your own cup, if you cannot learn to trust love and pour into yourself and it's it, I had never, I kind of thought it was bullshit. I kind of thought I, I made so I like, I kind of had it in my mind. I was cynical and I almost made fun of it in my head being like, okay, take care of yourself. Like go, go to go be still. And now I'm like, I'm like, go be still, <laughs> go be still. Totally. And that's, and that's something that I've like, I mean, clearly like teaching at SoulCycle wasn't enough. I had to, we had another full-time job. Like there was something there that I also need to heal, needed to heal was like to be okay with the not doing, you know, to be okay mm. with the silence and the stillness. And I think that even that is something that I've gotten so much more comfortable with, like not having or needing to be busy constantly of like being okay with sitting on the couch, being okay with like tr actually trusting what I'm feeling. It's like, don't work out every single day, you know, but like before that would be like, what? That's nonsense, not work out every day. So that's like something that I become really, really passionate about too, is just like allowing people to see that your body does truly know best. And like, that is where my passion lies is that we as society and human beings are so disconnected from our bodies when our bodies are the truest wisdom. If we don't have connection mm. to our bodies, we cannot be connected to source. If we do not have connection with our with our own bodies, we cannot be connected to another human being intimately or like even just in a friendship, right? It's like the more connected we are to ourselves, the more connected we are to everything. And so that's something that I really want to invite like the audience, like you listeners to do is like, just like come back to your heart. Like if you need to place your hand in your heart and just ask yourself, like, what is true to me? And if you, if that's too hard to be like, what's true to me, ask yourself, like, what would love choose? And what would fear choose? Because mm. that can times just be like a really easy, like differentiator. Is that the word? Yeah. Um, to like differentiate what is real and what is false or what is true and what is false or what is love and what is fear because ultimately like we're all love and like when we are in that space of love like that is when the possibility opens up but if we can't get to that if we can't trust ourselves if we can't really feel in to those feelings of like this feels really good to me or like just listening even like this feels really good to me like we're never going to get to a place where we can be with each other, like to mm. actually be and to actually be with ourselves. And so if it's one thing that I want for our world is like to reconnect to ourselves, like our whole and complete selves. And like, that is what I, that is some of the things that I teach is like the body awareness, the body, um, like the communication of the body, the really knowing, like, is this what's going to feel good to me? Is this what's not going to feel good to me? And it, like, the easiest way is to check in and be like, okay, do I move my body today in ways that I normally do? AKA, like, going for a workout, going to the gym, going to a class, or do I just go for a walk? Or do I just, like, lie on the couch and, like, give myself complete and complete rest? Mm. Right? And it's like, go ahead. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, and like, if you're listening and you're the person who's always on the couch, like Chelsea's always on the move, 
So look at, look at what's normal or what, what's typical for you. What do you typically do? And, and, and use that as your barometer, use it as your measure to, to check in. And if you, I, I know when I first heard all of this kind of stuff and I don't normally, we don't, this isn't how we, we are usually super tactical on this podcast, but this like checking in thing is legitimate. So I, an example was that I was being, I was not being properly compensated for one of the things I was doing. And what happens is that in my, I knew like, you know, when you're in, you're in a meeting and you hate your life and you just kind of like, you shrug up and you cave in and you all, and you're not paying attention. You, you, you almost writhe in your own physical being. That is how I knew I was in the wrong spot. I was in the wrong spot. I was like, there's either the spot needs to change or I need to change how I am in the spot. And so I had to ask myself, like, what is true for me? What is true? I don't feel properly compensated. I don't feel valued. I don't think my work is being acknowledged or whatever. And so it's not to put a flag in the ground and throw out my own fireworks and whatever. It was what is true is there's a gap between what is happening, what my contribution is, and what is being recognized. There's a disconnect. And that when I was able to check in with myself and I asked if this continues the way it is, am I, am I okay with that? Absolutely not. And so when I said, okay, if I'm not okay with that, for how long am I okay with staying here? Not at all, not zero, zero minutes. So I had to do something about it. And so if you need to get yourself to that point of action, if it continues, if you stay exactly as you are right now in that, in that, uh, that weird spot where you're like, you're, you're either on the couch five days a week and you're just laying there scrolling on Instagram or you're working out like crazy and every single second has to be scheduled. Ask yourself if you continue like this for the next five years, if everything was to stay the exact same, nothing was to change. Are you okay with that? And then that can tap you into your truth. Like what is actually true? And it was such a weird space for me because I wasn't ready for it. I was very structured. I believed everything had to be color coded and in a certain way. And I had Excel spreadsheets for everything. And it, it got me results. There's not a, there's not a moment where I regret that. And I had to adjust it because it wasn't getting me the best possible result. It wasn't actually 100% true for me. So when I, when you need to quit the job or you need to start a new business or you need to do these things, you, you have to understand your, your body is an extension of your brain. It just is, it gives us, it's an indicator. It allows us to sense and perceive things and make sense of the world around us and make sense of what we're going through our um, whether it's an emotional reaction because you're super stressed out or you're joyous because your kid just learned how to walk, you, you got to tap in and it's not weird. It's, it's edu- it's an educated and informed decision when you can use you're you're using a resource like money that uses, you can use it to buy things. You can use your body to know more about the decisions you're making. Oh, that was all I wanted to add to that. <laughs> no, and you nailed it. You nailed it. Like, our bot, like our, our bodies, like they go through everything with us, you know, and they hold on to these things and they like, there's nothing in this world that has experienced everything with us other than our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. and our bodies mm-hmm. hold on to these experiences and like the traumas and all the things and like energy is so real and our bodies are energy, our minds are energy, our thoughts are energy, our words are energy and our experiences are energy. And so we hold on to that. And that's like, another thing is that we need to clear and unblock things. And so I, 
yeah, I'm really passionate about that is to, about that too, is like the movements that we do, any kind of movement, standing up, sitting down, it shifts energy. So it's like, when you do feel like you're on the couch, you've been on the couch for five days, or you're sitting at your desk for eight hours, eight to 12 hours a day, your energy is stagnant. So it's like, even taking up, taking like five minutes and standing up, going for a walk or standing up, doing a couple stretches. Like it doesn't have to be super intense, but it's like, break up your days to move the energy so that you have more room for creativity. You have more room for like receptivity to like consider things, you know? Cause otherwise you're just like dee, 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 at your desk all day. Like nothing's moving except for your hands and like your brain. And then you're eventually gonna get to a point where you can't retain any information. And you're like, okay, cool, brain dead, mm. you know? So like the energy is also so real and like, oh gosh, we hold so much in our hips, especially like sitting in our desks mm. all day, our hips, like, just like, think about like, I'm, th- I'm thinking about my hips right now. I'm like, they feel so damn tight. And I was already stretching today. And like, you know, it's like really like pay attention to your body and like, where do you hold the tension? Is it your upper body? Is it your stomach? Like, do you have intestinal problems like that? Like IBS and all the issues, like bloating, all that shit. <laughs> like literally, that, <laughs> literally, like that tells you so much. Like if you have digestive issues, maybe you're not digesting life. Mm. Like what are you running from? Not, what are you not willing to look at? Oh my God, Chelsea, this makes me think of our fasting. So I, I start, uh, I was like, like, yeah. Yeah. Segway. 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 Uh, but Chelsea has known me for being like, I'm highly reactive to foods. Like I eat mm-hmm. something massive allergic reaction. I, my face will puff up. Like you can't see my eyes. Like my, there's no neck. I'm just a blob. And like, <laughs> oh my God, there's You're one. Oh, but it was like, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. So I, and I don't love feeling I, I, I want to get stuff. I'm a, I want to get stuff done. I kind of, I don't like things getting in my way or messing up my schedule. And so my body tries to manage everything for me. My, oh, you gentle, lovely, like, thank God it does what it does. But I, I had to, I had to start dealing with it. And so I started a fasting practice and let me tell you, there is something that happens when you're fasting. There's, I, there, I, I read some articles on it and some research on it. I was like, oh, people actually process emotions when they're fasting. Like, I mean, I used to suffer from violent hanger and now I fast and I'm actually euphoric. It's bananas. I'm actually fasting today. I think you are too, aren't you? Yeah. 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 So I'm on uncl- 21 hours in. Who would have thought? Who would have? I used to think like you had to eat. Like, yes, I had an eating disorder and like it was that like that's, I did the therapy I'm like that's yeah good. but yeah it's like it's wild you do feel a lot of, like a lot of freedom I mean this is like the longest that I've ever gone I'm I'm gearing for 24 hours today but no Clarissa really inspired me and even reading about like I'm, I'm I am quite spiritual and even the connection the clarity that you feel like there are so many benefits to fasting and it's not all in terms of weight loss. I'm not doing this to lose any weight. It's like your body actually is resting and it's able to process and it's able to like re um, like calibrate your cells and regenerate. And like, there's so many beautiful things that happen when you give yourself time to just like be and not like, put things in your body. It's like, 
the, yeah, you process things way easier. Like information comes in and it goes out and yeah, it's phenomenal. There's a book called Fastest Way by Dave Asprey. If anyone is interested in reading more, um, he goes into like a lot. He goes into all areas of like how it contributes positive, positively to your life. It's um, super good. And also, also Dr. Mindy Peltz, who you introduced me to. She's incredible. And it, like, and so for those of you who don't know, I'm in my mid thirties and I like, I've had literally hormone issues since I, they existed in my body. So since I was a child, there's been something up all the time. And this is the first time in my life things have stabilized. And I'm like, there's just so many, I don't know, not, we don't necessarily talk about like whether you should do this or not, but let me tell you when I learned about it, and it, what I thought would be the, what I didn't know was available for me was a ton of freedom around food, a ton of freedom around, uh, around healing my system and my digestive system and managing, uh, stress. And I, I didn't realize that like the, the amount of, I mean, eating is a stressful experience for your body. It's an influx of something. Your body's always pursuing homeostasis. So it's like, it's trying to get you back to, ha. Huh. it's trying to get you back to, ha. Huh. So for me, it just, it just made sense. And it's something that now Chelsea's trying. I like, what's your experience been like so far? I know you were like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. What happened for you? It's actually been great. Like I've, I've kind of done intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. So my body hasn't been that surprised or like shocked by it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I honestly, I felt very intuitively called to do this because I too suffered from major digestive issues like all the things. And I was like, I feel like this is what I'm meant to do right now. And my experience has been like, great. Like, honestly, really great. Um, I mean, I'd like to give you more of like a concrete answer after I'm done. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but Fair it's, enough. It's, it's been great. Like, I don't, I feel like I have a lot of energy. I feel like I could go do things, you know, it's like, once your body hits a certain time, you're like, cool, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I, do you find, how does it affect you cognitively? How do you, do you feel any different in your head? Um, not quite. I mean, I do feel like, I don't feel like I'm bogged down with like fuzziness. Oh yes. That's I'm what I'm talking about. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I feel, I find more clear headed. I'm way more clear headed. Like I'm more yeah. articulate. My ideas just flow. I'm my most creative. I just, I did not know I was bogged down. I mean, if yeah. I could feel this way every day, I'd do it. But I like, I mean, your body ultimately does need nutrition. Uh, but I mean, like, this is, this is go mode for me. I love it. I love it. As I, no, I, I suck back broth and juices. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like, um, I feel like my mood is better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel, I feel like there's like a lightness, like, cool. What's next? Like I'm, I feel like I am more ready to take things on. Oh, fun. That's yeah, amazing. So that's, that could be, yeah, that could be caused or due to the fasting. <laughs> it's very interesting. So if you got, if you're listening and you want to give it a whirl, maybe this is, maybe this is your opportunity to go look at some of these people. I will include the links in the show notes to Dave Asprey's book, as well as Dr. Mindy Peltz, Pels, Peltz, her Instagram. She does really great short reels that talk about things that, that were very informative for me. Um, especially because the truth is everybody's body's a little different. And sometimes you need to know a little bit about your endocrine system to make it work for you. And 
Uh, it's, it's not about not nourishing yourself. It's about re-nourishing yourself in a different way. That's effective. And it, I get, it was one of the, it's seriously one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever, <laughs> I've ever done. I never understood it. I, I, people were like, oh yeah, pray and fast. I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, I get why you would say that now. <laughs> it's funny how you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And then all of a sudden every pretense supposition judgment that I had just vanishes in, in seconds. And I realized how wrong I was about so many things. Well, and I think that just goes back to our programming, right? Mm. It's like, how, how does society want us to behave? How does society want us to act? Like the fact that I am this in tune with my intuition now, like if I, I would have kept going down the track, being like chugga chugga choo choo here we go I'm gonna work this job I'm gonna do these things because this is right and this is what a good girl does like I would not be here right it's like it's it's what we're told it's what we see on the commercials it's what our parents tell us as we're growing up it's what the teachers tell us at school it's like eat this three times a day you have three square meals blah 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 blah, blah. you know you get sick you take medication no, yeah. what if you actually fasting is really good for your immune system? You know, it's like, and our and I mean, even think about when you're sick. There's a reason why your body doesn't want to eat food. So it's like because your body wants to focus all the energy not on digesting, but on like healing your body internally and externally. Right? Yeah. Totally. Totally. It's it's your body is so intelligent. It's just mm-hmm. so intelligent, and I think. You need to be willing, I, at least for me, what really got me through to the other side. I've had five near-death experiences, legitimate, like people come and be like, you want to sign a personal directive? Because we're kind of worried you're just not going to make it. So I'm talking five near-death experiences. And once I realized my body actually knew what to do and that I had to trust it to, to heal, I had to give it space and time to heal. It's not like, it's not like you, I lacerated my arm, I stitched it up and it's healing. It's like, it's like, okay, there's something else that's wrong. It's not a, it's not a three-day fix. It, it took me 30 years to get here. I'm going to give myself some grace and time with recovery mm-hmm. and, and, and being generous with yourself that way. I love that Chelsea. So good. So good. Okay. We're nearing the end of this. So I, we've talked about some identity stuff. We've talked about disregarding the naysayers. We've talked about, you know, finding paths towards spirituality, listening to your intuition, uh, connecting, like using, like leveraging the intelligence of your body, embracing fasting, trying something new, if it works for you, uh, what, what do people, if you were to say, okay, these are the three things that if I hadn't done them, my life would not like these changed my life. What would you want to tell people about? Oh gosh. Okay. Um, or if it's 10, whatever, but like three. Yeah, no, I love this question. Number one is like, be willing be willing to fail like take the risk and be willing to fail like take the take the damn risk take the risk like go after yes yeah take the risk number two oh what's number two no like number one is that like just take the risk like be brave be courageous enough to like stand up for yourself and stand up for what you want Mm -hmm. that actually might just be like the thing I'm going to say, no, take the risk. Number two, (laughs) nourish your body with whole foods and drink a ton of water. Nourish your body, take care of your body. Yes. And number three, move every day, some kind of movement, whether that be a walk, whether that be stretching, 
whether that be a workout. And I think that those three things, which is like change your life. <laughs> so take risks, listen to your body, move your body and eat, eat well. That's like four. I don't know. Something hey, like that. Potato, potato. It's fine. I love that. I think for those of you listening, Chelsea is just such an inspiration. She's so much fun and she does red shit and she's brave. And brave is not a feeling. Brave is a, brave is an action. Brave is a choice. Brave is feeling the fear and doing it anyways. Brave is understanding there's a risk and taking it anyways. That is what bravery is. You, you put, you're putting yourself on the line. You're putting yourself on the line and you're trusting yourself as a practice. And trusting yourself starts with you having integrity, trusting yourself as saying, I'm going to try this and then actually trying it. You got to develop, to develop that trust with yourself. You've got to have some kind of a level of integrity, completeness with your word to you to begin with. And then when you develop that trust, those risks are that much easier because you know that you have your own back and you know that you can pick yourself up off the, off the floor because sometimes you're the only person who can pick your ass up off the floor. Oh yeah. And oh, sometimes yeah. no one is going to know your ass is on the floor. Your, your body is just, just, you're prone on the floor and no one's going to peel you up. And the person that ends up peeling you up is you, because unfortunately in that moment, the only person that knows about it is you. And that's part of being You know what? I want to add one more thing. Yeah, please. Just like to clarify, number one, take risks, be brave, be brave. Number two, nurse yourself and drink a ton of water. Number three, Mm -hmm. move every day. Okay. But number four, like, don't take yourself too damn seriously, because I feel like that is like that is where so many of us are just like not cut, not, not hitting the mark. <laughs> we take ourselves too seriously. Like it's, and the thing is like, it is okay to fail, fail. It is okay to like n- have things not work out. It is okay to like, you know, just like laugh. Like we need to laugh and enjoy more because if it's one thing that I think that we're meant to do in this lifetime is enjoy and have a fun, fulfilling, expansive life. So like, don't take things too seriously. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it just is what it like when you can get to a point in your life where it just is what it is and I'm still going to have a good time and there's going to be days. It's not a good time, but if it is what it is and intermittently you can still have a good time or inject some joy, your life will be unrecognizable from where it is right now. Unrecognizable. And you will be unstoppable because you will know that it just is what it is and it isn't what it isn't. And you're not going to, rather than say getting stuck in whatever you think it means, you just get back up and you go again. And Chelsea, you are the absolute epitome of this. You just regularly try something you decide and failure for some people is trying something and not being what they wanted. And that could be your version of failure. Um, maybe not Chelsea's, but maybe the people who are listening and you know, how many, you're not going to like every flavor of ice cream. You're not going to like every person you meet and that's okay. That doesn't make it a failure. That's, that actually provides you contrast so that you can know what it is that you do like and what it is that you don't like. Contrast is a very helpful tool. So go and friggin' learn some things because the more you know, the more you're going to, you're more going to, you're going to be really clear on your yes. And when you're clear on your yes, shit moves fast. It moves fast. So true. So true. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Well, you just came to Chelsea Clarissa Church today. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right on a Monday. It's a, what a great place to be. Thank you so much for joining us. Chelsea, where can the people find you? 
you can follow me on Instagram at Chelsea Victoria dot underscore. And the best way to like reach me is just like, send me a DM. I have, I have a lot of offerings that I don't really promote. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in working with me, want to know more about me, send me a message. Um, I'm in the middle of reworking some things right now and yeah, some really exciting things coming down the pipeline. So, I wish we could talk about them, but not yet. Not, well, when we can, yeah, when we can talk about them, you can come back and we'll, we'll chit chat about all the great things. I, I will keep them to myself. Please do. My, Please my do. little, my little secret. Uh, again, that is at Chelsea Victoria dot and underscore. She is a hoot to follow on Instagram. Some of her reels just have me in stitches. So if you want a little more joy in your life and you want an easy injection, Chelsea is the gal to follow. Uh, this is the Be Better Podcast. I'm your host, Clarissa Parody, and we will catch you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye, everyone. If this podcast has landed with you, served you, provided value, or you believe you know someone that it will do that for, please share it, leave a review. Uh, This really tells people what it's about and what they can get from it. And it gives the platforms an indication of whether or not it's serving people in the way that it is intended to. Thank you again so much. I cannot wait to see you next time.